Hey everybody, Riley here. Just a quick disclaimer before this session begins. I realized that a session or two ago I had referred to the ghost costumer as Fabric. That was a mistake on my part. Uh, she is indeed Needle as I had first introduced her, uh, and you will hear that reflected in this session. Um, so just uh, wanted to let you guys know that that is the case. Thanks. Hope you enjoy this session. Welcome to D Hall and Dragons, a real play D&D podcast about four high school students who get sucked into a world of fantasy and magic and have to set out on a quest to find their way home, but not before they find themselves along the way. My name's Riley Wesson, and I'm joined by my friends, my players, and my sweet little babies. Yes. Hey everybody. <laughs> How are we doing? Oh, so good. Brandon is currently so, so crying on his screen. What happened to Brandon? <laughs> Brandon, no. On? Brandon, baby, it's okay. I had, I had an intrusive thought. I just, whenever you said they got sucked in my mind, I just <laughs> heard the phrase, get sucked. <laughs> and that's just... Wait a minute. So you weren't even laughing at the iconic reference that Riley just made. You were laughing no. at your No, he was laughing before that. I, yeah. It went off in my head and <laughs> I thought it was really funny, but I didn't want to interrupt. So... Who wants to who wants to go first? Golly, what's our oh, question? Shoot. Oh shoot. Should I, I should oh. I pull from the list? Oh, or? <laughs> it will never it will never not like astound me how much work Riley puts into this podcast and then we all just show up and are only responsible for bringing one fact and every single time. I'm really glad that somebody <laughs> else said it. Uh cuz I was definitely thinking every it. <laughs> single time we're like fuck, what are we okay. talking about? Did you have to grow up fast? Uh, that is our question. Oh, uh, okay. Um, Cecil likes to consider himself to be decently mature. Um, <laughs> he has a lot of responsibilities, and, uh, or at least, you know, around his parents' church and everything. So a lot of the congregation kind of look to Cecil as a leader. Um, I think if Cecil had to really spend time with himself and, uh, ponder that question, I think he'd realize that he is wildly inequipped to handle the real world. And uh, I think on some surface level as well, he he understands that and he tries to cover up. So he still has a lot of growing to do, but he's not going to let anyone else know about that. I'm glad that you could accept that because we were definitely all thinking it. Did you did you say your name and your character? No, I didn't. Hi, I'm of Brandon Lindsay and uh, I play Cecil McNamara. My God. <laughs> Just a... Me too. Me, me, Brandon, also have much growing up to do. Just an utter train wreck. <laughs> Hi, I'm Andy Dinehart, and I am the voice of Victoria Hightower, and if I had to consider whether or not Victoria had to grow up very fast, I would say, yeah, she did. Not only is her mom a little bit of, like, a helicopter mom and pretty demanding, her dad left and disappeared when she was about two, so she didn't grow up knowing what happened to him, and that kind of colored a lot of her childhood. So, yeah, I'd say she grew up pretty fast. Welcome to this comedy D&D podcast. Yes. Oh, God, I know. What a um, fun time. Hi there. My name is Danielle Grisco, and I play Brian Tolkien. Um, 
Yes, Brian had to grow up very fast. I mean, if we're going to completely omit the detail that he's currently in high school and has been transported into another realm to have to fend for himself in a society that he doesn't understand, can't comprehend, and seems to have mm. no true center. <laughs> so so I would say, yeah, he's he had to grow up fast as a child, and, and as a teenager, it's really just uphill from here. We picked a really great question this week. <laughs> appreciate is like it's a yes or no question and we're all like here's my heart on a platter yeah <laughs> obviously well because everyone knows that's that's like the best part of D D is getting into yeah. the, like the crunchy emotional stuff and so it's like any it's chance so you get yummy. to you just they, people just milk the heck out of it like so oh, tasty oh such, such tragedy such pain <laughs> speaking of tragedy i uh, uh, yeah <laughs> My name is Jackson Pounds, and I play James Malden. As for James growing up fast, yes, um, and I think part of that is it's a choice that James makes actively every day, because I think James practices mindfulness as much as he can. Hmm. It's often Im- impossible to do it 100% um, every day, but he does try his best to do so, and I think that does show a level of emotional maturity. Hmm. Especially among his peers. <laughs> yeah. What the yeah. fuck you talk about? <laughs> this has easily been our most fun intro yet. What was something in your childhood, Riley, that wasn't necessarily traumatic, but was a moment when you felt like, yeah, I'm one of the adults, or I, I'm, I'm a grown-up? Nah, give us your trauma. No! <laughs> You're really just throwing that at me? Good lord. I mean, did you have to grow up fast? Do you really want to? like? Uh, yeah, I can answer that. My name is Riley Wesson. I'm this campaign's dungeon master. Um, I was definitely blessed growing up with a really great family, uh, and my parents were really supportive of me. They gave me the opportunities that I needed to to grow up, but they never like forced me to. But I think there were like those times in my life where they would kind of realize like okay you're at this age where like you need to deal with this yourself or you need to uh handle this on your own but they were always there to kind of catch me and support me if i fell and i think they also didn't want to force me to do that one because again they were good supportive parents but also because i was a second child (laughs) i always say that they got all they they got they ironed out all of the uh all of their (laughs) their parenting issues with my brother so i kind of got the smooth ride um whereas he sort of got a bit more of a bumpy one um so yeah i don't think i really i i I think i had to grow up at a at a a normal uh healthy pace nice good for you and uh for anybody listening that is uh riley well-adjusted wesson um joining us from (laughs) okay let's let's do something fun for a change this isn't fun yeah, what the fuck, Riley? <laughs> yeah, you know, unveiling our unveiling our characters' uh, past traumas mm-hmm. and then talking about one person's actual real life growing up isn't fun. Yeah. <laughs> what are we laughing about? Sorry. Just in my head, I was like, that's something I would listen to. Why is that something I would listen to? Oh, because I like listening to like background stories of serial killers. And then I was like, what if Riley turns into a serial killer? Somebody's going to study his background and be like, Oh, well, he said on this podcast that he was actually really well-adjusted, so clearly something else must have gone wrong. It was a ruse. He was well-adjusted until he did this podcast where he did all the work and then none of his co-hosts <laughs> ever did anything. Yeah. <laughs> ah! me! Slay me! <laughs> 
Last session on D. Hall and Dragons, the gang wrapped things up at the library, with Brian and Cecil snagging some interesting books for themselves. Cecil dutifully purchasing his, and Brian completely forgetting about his and walking out without paying for it. From there, they grabbed dinner and headed to the theater, enlisting Andrew, the town guard, a secret theater lover, to take care of stage managing duties for the show. As he skipped off with glee, the students picked up Patty and headed out for the evening, electing to stop by Walter's Wonders first to seek out its original owner in his underground workshop. They walked into a completely pitch-black room, only to be attacked by an unknown assailant and thrust into combat. After some fumbling around, James and Victoria worked together to turn on the arcane generator that powered the basement, revealing an elaborate theater workshop and their attacker, a disgusting, decaying ghast who Cecil made quick work of thanks to his gigantic cobra, which he promptly dismissed right before being shot at by what appeared to be a decaying zombie Walter. In addition to the lights, the students also powered up a creation of Walter's, the Shopbot, which was going out of control and actually housed Walter's soul. After an arduous fight with Walter, Shopbot, and some clockwork stagehands, Brian finally landed the finishing blow with some help from the journal that he found in the library. After the dust settled, Walter's soul was able to return to his original body, and after being filled in about the plan to put on a revival for Patty's performance, he gladly offered up his services, along with his clockwork stagehands, to get the theater in tip-top shape for the show. In addition, he was able to finally have a touching reunion with Wendy, father and daughter reunited at last. And that is where we are now. Um, <clears throat> so, you guys probably elected to sneak out past Walter and Wendy, so not to get in the way of things. And so you guys are outside uh, in the dusky streets of Bummerfield, probably at this point about 10 o'clock at night, because you guys took a bit of a short rest when you were talking with Walter after the fight. Uh, so it's pretty dark outside at the moment. As they snuck out and kind of like Victoria kind of just like watches this happy reunion and kind of, like, dries her eyes a bit, she's going to pull out her cuddle monster and just kind of hold it on their walk over okay. so I can use my cuddle monster. <laughs> okay. Are you are you getting spells or health? Spells. Gotcha. So. Um, yeah, there's Victoria just kind of standing at the window of Walter's Wonder, just sort of watching. and just... So I'm just sitting there with this unicorn plushie yeah. just looking off into space. It's <laughs> <laughs> a thousand-yard stare. We all put a quarter in in Victoria's therapy jar. <laughs> yes! <laughs> there it goes. While we're walking over, I'm going to do that as well. Okay. I used all my spells as well. Yeah, I'm going to look at Victoria holding hers, and I'm going to go... <laughs> and then I'm going to reach into my backpack and pull out mine. <laughs> it's, um, just, it's just four teenagers hanging out on the street with plushies. <laughs> yes. I think I think uh, James is watching this um, <laughs> display of vulnerability. And he's internally mm -hmm. very proud of everyone. Aww. <laughs> Does Brian notice that, that he has this reaction? <laughs> Roll a perception check. <laughs> oh, yeah, cool. fuck you. Brian doesn't know that. <laughs> Brian has no idea that he's proud. Lord. My emotions are my own. Oh, <laughs> so out of character, James. Just, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> um, I mean, do you think do you think they're closed right now? Like it's kind of late. Yeah, we were, they, I mean, we were invited back, so yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I, I mean, her husband was gonna let us in. Yeah, which one? Which one was that? Who was gonna let us in? Was it Needle was gonna let us in, or Fabric, Fabric. was gonna let us in? I think Needle was gonna let us in, Victoria. Brian, roll a history check. 
Oh, 21. Yeah, you remember Fabric was the one that was going to let you in. Oh, to talk to Needle. Fabric there was the go. dwarvish man. Needle was uh, dead. Who was concerned about his dead wife, Needle, running amok in her workshop. Mm. And we're walking, and we're walking. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you guys make your way towards Needle and Fabric to the merchant district. And as you're walking, could somebody roll me a D100? Sure. In this dark and spooky town. 32. 32 ghosts appear. Dear Lord. Oh, jeez. 32 needles rain down from the sky. Um, okay. So as you guys are walking, you notice it seems to be getting, like, darker even more quickly than it usually would of, like, oh, an hour. It gets a little bit darker, that kind of thing. You notice, like, in the, like, 30 minutes or so it takes for you guys to walk, it seems to be getting, like, unnaturally dark. And as the clouds sort of roll away from the moon, you look up and you see that the moon is like a deep crimson. Uh. <laughs> and there seems to be kind of like fog that is creeping up from the river that runs through town and seems to be like settling in a in like a visible layer three inches deep across the ground all throughout the city. My mom would just absolutely love this. She would make so much moon water. Like moon water, moon water, yeah. What? You know, it's like you you put the water out and you charge it under the moon. You're charging like... water. Not me, my mom. Anyway, <clears throat> is your Brian... mother insane? I mean, insane. No, <laughs> she's new agey. <laughs> Seems really strange to me. I mean, if you put an electro current through water, it's it's bound to be a disaster. An electro current. I mean, if you're going to charge water, that's a, that's no, like a disaster you just, waiting it, to happen. You just, like, she, like, dresses it with, like, crystals and flowers and puts it in a dish, like, under the moonlight. That's even weirder. Oh, she's a hippie. Yes, basically. Was there a voice that said that? Hmm? No, that was Patty. So oh, that was Patty. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. we keep like, forgetting forgot. he's with us. Yeah. <laughs> I had to establish that I was here as a character, you know? No. <laughs> oh, you're right, Patty. Sorry. Oh, so, wait. I'm still here. <laughs> Have we seen the moon frequently enough in this world to know that that is abnormal? Yeah, you know that okay. this that's not that's not very normal. Boy howdy, it sure is spooky and atmospheric over here now. Wow, how fitting. <laughs> so, are we at, are we outside of Needle and Fabrics? Yeah, by this point you guys have made it to to Needle and Fabric and you can see as I believe it was James and yeah, James and Brian were the ones that came earlier and y'all pointed out whenever the other two passed by, but uh, it's split into there's kind of like the shop where fabric will sell the creations and uh, clothing and that sort of thing. And then connected to the shop is not like a warehouse, but a, a larger kind of workshop that he told you that needle typically appears in there. I knock. <laughs> you knock. And from the other side of the door, you hear, who is it? It's it's, uh, it's uh, us. It's the, you, had, it's the kids. you had asked us the, to yeah. come back. You can't just, if you say it's the kids, he's going to think we're trick-or-treating with this spooky-ass moon or, like, something going on. I don't have any candy. On. I don't have any candy. I'm sorry. <sighs> no, that's fine. We don't want... No, it's... We spoke We spoke earlier. Yeah. I got the fabric. The, the fabric. Oh, right. Right, right, right. You hear, like, a multitude of locks unclicking from the other <sighs> side of the door, uh, and it cracks open, and you see this, the face of this dwarvish man peek through, and the second he sees you, he's like, oh, oh my god. Okay, quick. Come in. Come in. Come in. And he, he holds the door open for you guys. Hey, what's up? You seem kind of... Is everything okay? 
is oh yeah yeah you know i'm fine just my dead wife is you know going on a go going uh being really loud in the workshop like she has for the past 10 years or so so oh, okay. you know i'm fine how about you how are you doing no it's wait, been wait. great it's been a really nice day actually thank you for asking quick question is the locks what? to keep you in or to keep something out what are crazy stuff happens outside i'm a little bit paranoid so you know just mostly to try and keep anybody unsavory from coming in that's fair i'm really surprised like your wife isn't the center of all of your troubles i mean that's kind of intimidating of what might be out here where we're all standing you know we did just walk like 30 minutes outside and we were fine well you know maybe you got lucky and were able to avoid any uh more unsavory ghosts well, we did see this crimson moon. Do you see yeah. this shit? And Brian like points up at this guy. <laughs> His jaw like drops. He's like, oh my god. Does that mean anything? I have no idea. Oh. But I think it means I might need to move soon. <laughs> Fair. Uh in my perusals of the deities of the Forgotten mm-hmm. Realm of the Forgotten Forgotten Fields, is there any mention of crimson moons or anything like that? Make a history check. 23 yeah you could in in some of your small readings that you've gone through you noticed that there were um there were mentions of like particularly haunted or spiritual areas might sometimes uh take on the light of a crimson moon that would last for an abnormally uh long amount of time okay it was a byproduct it wasn't going to cause anything else from what you could tell no Okay. So considering there's, you know, shit out here that you're uh, afraid of, can we, can we come in? Yo, yes, yes, please, please, come in, come in, yeah, come in. Yeah, and, and I have the, um, the fabric. But, you, that, never mind. I was gonna try and make a fabric joke, because his name was Fabric. I have I, you in my backpack. I wasn't quick enough on it. Dang no, that's okay, that's uh, okay. You're you could have, you, wait, wait, if you want to, like, if you want us to clap, you can make your no, joke, we'll no, pretend no, that it no, just... Fine. No, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> it's okay. You're, you're, we'll pretend. you're preoccupied we'll with your dead wife. You it's don't been a long time since I took improv, okay? Um, oh, thank, oh, wow. I start pulling it out and, sh- and like, putting it on a on a table somewhere. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is great. Um, yeah, I think it'd probably be best for you to show it to her. Um, but I would cool, definitely let's, say, let's do that. definitely say hold on to it. I begin walking over towards the door. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, you guys crack open the door and you close it behind you and you look around and you are in a room that is filled to the brim with clothing. Like just racks and racks of all manner of clothing around you guys. And it's like just a costume like, shop. It, it almost even looks more like a back part of a dry cleaner that just has like racks and racks of clothes and like a second layer and a third layer and there's just clothes everywhere. And... The next thing you guys notice is a mannequin in the center of the room. And it is a bear mannequin not doing anything. Uh, not not a... It is a, it, I, it is a naked mannequin. Uh, and it is in the middle of the room. <laughs> no. What? Uh, I wanted it to be like a but then, bear mannequin. Sorry. I know, I know. The listeners don't. I know. You're, you're doing all of these visual cues. Um, and then you, you feel as you walk into the room that it is like freezing cold. Are there lights on? There, there seems to just be kind of like a, like a a sort of unnatural glow in the room. Is it crimson? It is not crimson. (laughs) Okay. 
It is like it's kind of a it's kind of a, a a pale blue right now. Okay. But you're in here and it's like freezing cold, and then like 30 seconds later, you feel it suddenly heats up, and it's incredibly warm. Not like burning, but like 95 degrees kind of warmth <laughs> and like a really dry heat. Um, and as that happens, like the the lights go a bit warmer, like a, like an orange light, like a crimson. And another 30 seconds. L- no, stop. <laughs> and then another 30 seconds, um, it just starts like pouring rain inside of the room and the lights get like purple. Victoria just starts spinning in it. Yeah, nice, Brian, nice Brian takes his backpack off and tries to use it as like an umbrella to cover the fabric because he doesn't know like what dye is used or if it's going <laughs> to yeah. run under the rain. Yeah. Give me a perception check. 23. 18. 18. Yeah, as Victoria, like, goes to spin around in the rain, it's more yeah. like it's an illusory rain, actually. It's not actually wet. Oh. But after another 30 seconds, it becomes freezing cold in the room again. And you notice that it's on, like, a timer, and, like, every 30 seconds, it changes from freezing cold to blazing hot to pouring this illusory rain, and then back to freezing cold. Is it her feelings? Like, is she, like, crying? Is, is is she here? Can we see her? No. You don't see Needle in the room. Brian, Brian goes, hey, Needle, are you here? You hear no response. Hmm. All you see in this room is these racks and racks of clothes and this, this naked mannequin in the middle of the room. I, I'm assuming it's, like, all types of clothing? Like, every kind of clothing you could think of is in this room. Are they, and they're all, like, hung up? Mm-hmm. Are there, like, tailor tools around at all? Like, you know, fabric like scissors? Tables, yeah. or... not in Not in this part, so, no. While we're just kind of standing here getting the lay of the land, I'm going to very briefly set the bolt of fabric down on the table next to me, pull out my wand, and I'm going to summon a spirit totem. Okay. A hawk appears and just kind of sits on my shoulder. Um, ah! So for at least a minute... We all have advantage on perception checks as long as you're within 30 feet. Victoria's gonna go and grab an article of clothing, probably a dress or something that she sees, and then go to the mm-hmm. bear mannequin. <laughs> and uh, she's gonna put it on and, you know, fix it up and everything and see if anything happens. Uh, give me a perception check. So I have advantage have on advantage. that? You have, you have advantage on this. Oh, that's that's good. I'm glad I have advantage. That's a twenty. Okay, as you put it on, it's currently in like in the in the cycle. It's like freezing cold right now, and yeah. you put this dress on, and you you look closely at the mannequin, and you can see that it seems to be like shivering. Brian grabs a, a winter coat from the rows of clothing and and puts it on over the dress. <laughs> okay, you. You put on a, a very interesting outfit of a, a dress and a big winter coat on top of it. Um, and you see that the mannequin seems to relax a little bit. Nice. And then it becomes blazing hot. Oh, take the coat off. Take the coat off. Yeah, you see it in this dress and you can all... Uh, roll me another perception check. Okay. Do I still have advantage? Is it still within yeah. a minute? Awesome. Amazing. 18. You see the face of the mannequin almost seems to, like, squint a little bit. 
Oh, are there sunglasses around or a hat? There's there's all any kind of piece of clothing you can think of is in this. Brian room. grabs sunglasses, puts it on the model. Okay. You put these sunglasses on and it's it's there in this sundress and sunglasses and it seems to be comfortable in this heat. And then it starts pouring down this illusory rain. Raincoat. Raincoat. I was going to get an umbrella, but okay. Run and go grab a raincoat. Yeah. Brian finds a bucket hat and also puts <laughs> it on with the raincoat. <laughs> I go find some galoshes. <laughs> <laughs> you take off the sunglasses and you like dress this mannequin to the nines and put a big bucket hat on and a big yeah. old raincoat and galoshes. And Patty tosses you guys like an umbrella. Thanks, Patty. And it it's standing there in this illusory rain. It almost seems like it's kind of swaying a little bit. As you put all of this on, the illusory rain fades away and you see a path open up inside of the clothing. Oh, oh, we're going to Narnia this ish. Oh my God. And she just goes right through. No, Victoria, wait, it's a ghost. <laughs> Victoria, Victoria. God, I hate when she does that. Is she ever going to learn that this is not a productive way for us she to behave? So, she is so headstrong. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chase after Victoria. Listen, Patty, I appreciate the complimenting phrase of headstrong. We like to use the colloquial term dumbass. And Brian goes down the tunnel. <laughs> I don't really know. Oh, you're already gone. Okay. Well, uh, and so, Victoria, you, you rush through this clothing. You can see that the clothing seems to kind of like fade away as you continue to walk and it becomes this kind of stone hallway and as you come out from at the end at the end of the stone hallway you see a workshop that is just like in tatters there seems to be like ripped fabric and tailor's tools scattered across the ground and you see like mannequins that are tipped over and you can see the ghost of an elvish woman at a workshop table that is tearing through a pile of fabric. I take out a feather, um, and I'm going to cast Enhance Ability on myself and give myself Eagle Splendor, and a tiny little Ooh. pair of wings <laughs> appears behind me. Little spectral wings. You hear the distant cry of an eagle. Kaka. Cool. Oh, let me let me do wild or the. Oh yeah, wild magic yeah. surge or adolescent magic surge. Seventy-eight. No, no, no! You can just ro- roll a d. Tw- you gotta roll a d twenty. Oh, that's d20. right. Uh, so, are you kidding me? <laughs> what did you roll? A wild, wild. I oh, I willed that okay. into existence. Uh, yeah, you did. Guess I'll just use that seventy eight since I was so gung ho about it. Uh, okay. Another crimson moon appears. <laughs> <laughs> you cast this spell the eagle's wings like kind of sprout up behind you but then you see like a little darker eagle flap up from above that and it flies at each of you guys and uh everyone takes what 10 necrotic damage (gasps) what the fuck (laughs) guys i don't even know how to take necrotic damage Um, hmm. cecil roll me a pure d20 luck check if you roll below a 10, uh, I'm going to say that Needle is within 30 feet of you uh, and takes this damage as well. Oh, 15. Okay, so thankfully Needle was not within this 30 feet uh, radius and did not take this damage. So yeah, you guys all kind of cringe as this little guys, dark eagle kind of pokes at all you guys. It's okay, I'm, char- I'm more charismatic now. 
it flaps a little bit, looks at all you guys, and with its feathers just, like, flips you all off, and then flaps <laughs> nice. off into the ether. Ryan flips him off, and then stares at Cecil, and flips Cecil off. <laughs> and as you guys get closer, you see she's just tearing through these fabrics, and these tools that are on this desk. Where is it? Where is it? I... No, it's... It must be in here. In here! In here! And she's, like, tear... She tears open a drawer, and she looks inside, and she pulls the drawer and it like flies across the room and smashes against the wall. Victoria takes a few steps forward so that the fabric is still like with the guys. Is is this what you're looking for? Um <laughs> Oh boy. Would it would it help if we all presented it with jazz hands? I literally was about yes! to do that. Yes. <laughs> you know what? Jackson, it absolutely would. Um everybody uh, everybody give me a performance check. Yes! I figure maybe because theater oh. person. Oh, man. Brian, um, by the way, uh, still, you know, is really thriving from the sad clown routine and just rolled a 19. Jeez. Woo! 17 for Cecil. I'm, James is doing um, what you can imagine as the saddest jazz hands uh, that you've ever seen. Um <laughs> Bare minimum. Yep. Sad hands. Bare minimum. I rolled a 22. Jeez. We're killing it. Yeah. Except for James. It's a little sad. Uh, yeah, what did James roll? A 10. A 10. A 10. Uh, luckily, I'm going to roll with Patty as well, and Patty has a plus 10 to oh, perform. Yeah. Oh, come on. She does. Yeah, Patty rolled a 24. <laughs> so, altogether, you guys rolled an average of 18. Uh, which is pretty solid. So yeah, you guys like unfurl this fabric and then Patty like slides in at the very bottom. He's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, like tips his little cap. Um, and you see Needle, this ghost like slowly turns with this manic look in her eye. And she seems instinctively to almost be about to lunge at you, Victoria. But then her eyes lay on the fabric and and all of these young men doing jazz <laughs> And you can see her expression soften a little bit as she recalls the many young men that she made costumes for that would do jazz hands on stage in the conservatory back when she was in the land of the living. This light like appears behind her eyes and she says, there it is. You found it. You found it. Patrick LeBone. Oh, it's good to see you. And Patty stands and brushes himself off. He says, oh, it's good to see you too, Needle. What are you, what are you doing here? And oh my goodness, what happened to my workshop? Oh dear. Oh, it's not important. We can worry about that later. You know what? You're right. Yes. I usually am. Thank you. Oh um, my God. <laughs> more important than Brian being right. Um, nothing. Nothing is. <laughs> I don't know what you're about to say, but it's you just it's a moot point. Well Well now I'm nervous to say, because I feel like <laughs> Brian's gonna hit me if I anyway. We've we've been sort of I guess we've taken charge with an effort to help this town that has uh experienced some hardship. I don't know if you're aware of your current state but there are a lot of people who are there as well and they are trapped 
Um, but we think we have a way to help. And it requires a special set of skills. Uh, a tailor, actually. Or a seamstress, or wardrobe person, or a costumer? Costumer. You were doing so well, man. The way y'all and said then... that at the same time was just so... <laughs> um. Well, you are in luck, because I am all of those things. Aren't those all the same? Brian just looks at James and is like, were those not all the same thing? Those were not... <laughs> James is still thing. attempting sad jazz hands. <laughs> <laughs> He's just in the back looking at his hands. <laughs> Young man, you're, How do you? your hands are so... They're so sad. Pathetic. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Needle, we're trying to put my show back on. I can't perform without my costume. I mean, you can, but that's a different show entirely. Dude, I was like 17 when I died. And, but that makes you more than 17 now, right? Yeah. How does that work? Do I'm a skeleton. Like, no one wants to see a naked skeleton on stage. Like, why do you think I'm walking around with clothes right now? I just, I just thought you liked clothes. That's preference. Yeah. yeah, I just... There's no judgment here. I mean, would you guys rather just a naked skeleton was walking around? I would rather guys? not have this conversation, frankly. I feel like this opinion is uh, we're, we're infringing Sorry, upon. I, I got us Although, I mean, technically, no. we are all also under the age of 18, so it's not like a weird, oh, like, you know. I I turned 18 the other day. Well. <laughs> what? Well. <laughs> I'm so Sorry. <laughs> What? <laughs> well, we're not we're not on like our calendar anymore, but um if we're going by days, technically my birthday was the day of prom. Um now I I don't know if that day has already passed back home, but we have been here for a while, so I'm 18. Were you going to be alone at prom on your birthday? No, I wasn't going to prom. No, I was I wasn't going to prom. Well, so, but, what but you're you still gonna, gonna do be for alone. your birthday. Um, I don't know. Probably drive down to Corpus, go to the beach or something. Wait, so like, what day do you think your birthday was? Oh, yeah. When? Well, again, if if I'm doing the math correctly, it would have been when we met Puff. So, anyway, wait. So that way, no, I'm sorry. That was that was your birthday, and and yeah. You didn't say anything. No. Why would I? We're stuck in a weird, magical world trying no, to get back listen, home. No, listen, listen. Like, I know, like, I've been through a lot of birthdays where nothing happens, and you just wish that somebody would pay attention to it. And I just, I can't believe that you didn't even say anything about it. Like, we could, we could have. I spend my birthday the same way every single year and this is actually an improvement so well i, I feel like i have to that's i thing. feel like i have to give you something i feel like this no like, oh my god brian's, no, 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 no. brian's like, rummaging through his backpack no no like i i don't even like my mom always makes such a big deal out of it and there's like no always no so many i feel like i have to give you and, something like, I've, I, I've never had anything for a birthday and i just feel like if i'm around brian, someone for a birthday i just have to owe them had something anything for and a birthday? brian pulls out the deck of many things and puts <gasps> his hand out in front of victoria <laughs> oh james I mean, is like, take. <laughs> <laughs> like that's those are cool just like are they a, just like a like a game 
Well, if I don't know if your if your birthday was on the day that we met the wizard, I I've, I've got these from the wizard's house on that day. So I feel like maybe it just spoke to me in a way that it was supposed to find its way to you, anyways. That for your birthday, so I'm I'm really sorry, Victoria. Birthdays can be hard, especially when there's a bunch of things going on. I've been there. I get it. Happy birthday! And he just and he gives Victoria the deck of cards. Are we playing a game of solitaire while trying? Victoria to- kind of doesn't care. She sets it down and just gives Brian a giant hug. Whether he wants it or not. Brian hugs her back. So Patty, you got anything to add to this? <laughs> <laughs> Victoria, you very briefly look at this deck of cards mm-hmm. and uh, on the front it says, declare how many draw that much things can change with but a touch. And you put it to the side as you yeah. hug Brian. Thank you. You didn't have to, but that's... Really, really? No, I did. Nice I did. You. I did. Birthdays, birthdays are important to me. Well, when's your birthday? I, I mean, not, not anytime soon. Nothing you have to worry about. We probably won't even be. We'll be hopefully back home by then. You and I won't even be like talking. It's fine. Everything will be normal. Don't worry. What do you mean we won't be talking? Of course we will. No, I mean like, I just I figure like if we're if this is like the Breakfast Club kind of thing, you know, it's it's gonna end. We're gonna go back to normal. It's I just want to see my family again. That's really all I want for my birthday. And and God, I just really hope we're there by that point. You guys wouldn't want to stay friends after we go home. I would. Cool. I mean, me too. Like, if our phones worked and we weren't doing this thing, like if we were back home already, like we'd be staying in touch, right? Brian puts his head up. So needle about my show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing like I'm playing like sticks with Patty in the corner. <laughs> yeah, Patty, Patty and Cecil like playing, yeah. and and yeah, you're playing bones. You guys hear this uh this like awkward silence, and Patty goes like, "So about my show, needle," uh, and he fills her in on uh, the situation. Um, after this incredibly touching moment and this gut punch to the emotions. And then Needle, uh, is like, well, I can, uh, I can have your costume ready by tomorrow night. Fantastic. Uh, I think, uh, what do we think? What do we think, gang? Doors open at, uh, at eight? I think, yeah, that sounds like a good time. I don't know. You're you're the, you're the professional. Yeah. I mean, well, again, would have been professional. Didn't get a chance to, but like, what if it, it would have happened? What if we do what like, happen? if we start it, if the, if the show, like the curtains at eight, if we do like a soft open at like seven 30 for like snacks and stuff in the lobby. Oh, do we want to do curtain? Do we want to do curtain at eight or like doors open at eight? Oh, what do we, okay. What, okay. Okay. I mean, it, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm taking, I'm, I'm, taking not, I'm not, I'm not in the front of house staff. I, I shouldn't handle these uh, types of, well, I mean, I guess if I could have like one person as like front of house. You know, I can somebody do that. else keeping track of people inside the theater. Oh, what was that guy's name who said he wanted to help? The guard? I'm pretty sure it was Andrew. He was going to be the stage manager. Yeah, he was going to help yeah. Walter. Backstage crew is all set. I don't mind yeah. being an usher. All right. So I got Cecil ushering. I got Victoria front of house. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, if if we're looking for someone to potentially oh. show up to this perhaps you know all of us being ushers around that area oh. might be all right. helpful okay great so i had a thought if i'm front of house and you guys are ushers there if we are looking out for freddy 
maybe we should get some like costumes and makeup so that we don't look like ourselves. Oh, I can make myself look like Tom Hiddleston again. <sighs> mm-hmm. Or a different Marvel character. If it's costumes you want, I have plenty here. <gasps> Anything you'd like to, to pull <gasps> from, you're welcome to uh to take. Um there was this raincoat that I I really liked it and I was mm-hmm. I was hoping maybe I could I could have the raincoat. It's yours. I have no need for it. I have no corporeal body to wear it. There so. was there was also this bucket hat and I thought <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh you can you're welcome to a bucket hat as well. Okay, cool. So I'll just grab that when we when we walk out then. Uh to get some elevation um on the you know, in terms of eyes, uh, um, I, I'm going to go on the catwalk. Um, that's smart. And that's smart. assume the the Clint Barton, Clinton <gasps> Francis yes! Barton. Yes. Um, yes. Awesome. Yes. Legolas. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> what do your elf eyes see? Wait, 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 Cecil. Can you make all of us look like Marvel characters, or is it like just you? Oh no, it's like just me. Oh yeah. Okay, because I was like. Black Widow. Um, but never mind. <clears throat> I could I I could turn someone invisible while I'm disguised, if someone would want that. <gasps> I think that should be James then. If James is invisible, I think I have the ability to send someone a message in like in their head. And so what I could do is I could be like the one looking out and then I could let him know and then i can let one of the ushers know and that way we can kind of just tail him this is amazing it's like everyone's got something to contribute and like i have my net and like (laughs) (laughs) you know what you're right you got it you got your net brian yeah i do brian you're like our tackler defense yeah cool (laughs) (laughs) brian puts his hood down he's kind of excited (laughs) (laughs) so with that We'll say that you guys say goodbye to Needle uh, as she lets you know that she should probably talk with her husband. Oh, gosh, yeah. Apologize for years of torment um, (laughs) and then get to work on the costume. But you guys step back out into the street uh, with the crimson moon overhead. We should get off the streets. Yeah. Um, While we're making our way back to the inn, uh, I am going to turn into a dog. Okay. I'm also gonna cast Pass Without a Trace on us, just so we don't run into any angry ghosts. Yeah. Okay. Um. Roll me a stealth check. Cool, cool, cool. I guess I guess I'll say it. whoever has the best stealth can roll a, a group stealth check. Twenty-eight. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys creep through. You you guys like seem to just blend into the fog that's on the ground. I do that. I do that really cute little like dog scoot over there. Yeah. On all fours, and they're just <laughs> scooting their little. At, at one point, Cecil gets so low to the ground that all you can see is a little tail just sticking above the, the sticking fog. above the fog. That's like looking back and forth, and he's crawling around. So you guys make your way back. Uh, you part ways with Patty, and you head back to the inn. You walk in, and the room stinks of rotten milk. Oh, <laughs> I'm Bless sorry, you. guys. I'm sorry about the milk. Cause, Wait, because he turns back into a, he turns yeah. back into a Cecil. <laughs> really good. <laughs> really good incredible <laughs> incredible um i can't make this smell go away i'm sorry i don't have that spell prepared victoria takes out a bottle of perfume out of her bag and just kind of 
spritzes the air. And also, Victoria's going to take out that deck and just read the inscription again. Yep. It's just, uh, it's it, it appears to be a, a deck of cards. The inscription on the front says, declare how many, draw that much. Things can change with but a touch. Brian sits down next to her and is just kind of like watching her. These are really cool, Brian. You just got these from Mr. Whifflepuff? There was a... There was... Um... Yeah, yeah, I just got them from Mr. Whifflepuff. Hmm. My mom works with, like, affirmation and, like, oracle decks and stuff like that, so... It's kind of similar. Well, I, didn't, I didn't mean to give you something that was going to remind you of your mom. No, 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 like it's actually, not, like, like... No, like, it, that's not I mean, if you want to, if you want to give it back, I'll, I'll take... I can give you something. I have other things. No, that's fine. No, it's kind of cool. Like, um... I would pull one every year at my birthday, actually. <laughs> so. Do you want to pull one in? I mean, like, if that's how you would yeah. make a that's wish, you, I feel like. Yeah. Should I pull one? <laughs> if we're gonna celebrate your birthday, I feel like. Cool. Okay. So she's gonna she's gonna spread them all out. Declare how many? Declare how many? I declare that I am pulling one card. Yeah, like a birthday wish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Victoria. Roll me a d20. Oh, God. <laughs> no. Okay, I'm going to break in the new dice. The new... I'm going to do gold, no idea golden snitch. I this session would go this way. Oh, me neither! <laughs> I am... I'm so happy right now. <laughs> that is... Hey, that's my lucky number seven. Number seven. We'll see if it's your lucky number. <laughs> oh. Oh, boy. Victoria, you pull a card that's from these that are laid out, and... You see on the bottom, there's an inscription that says, The Hearth. And on the card, there is a gleaming hearth fire that flickers warmly on the face of the card. You feel this power surge inside of you as you look at this card. And this card invests you with the one-time ability to create a permanent, sturdy stone cottage. Oh, that's super cool. The cottage always comes equipped with a hearth and kitchen stocked with dried herbs and dishes, a bedroom with two to four beds, and a living room set with tables and chairs. When you choose to create the cottage, you may decide how to apportion the space within, but the cottage itself is always 12 feet tall and no longer than 30 feet on a side. This cottage will only appear on clear, sturdy ground capable of supporting it. (gasps) Oh my god, Brian! Brian, these are so cool! So... This will actually build a cottage with a hearth inside of it and like beds and a kitchen and like fully stocked and I can literally decide to build it wherever as long as the ground is like sturdy and flat. That's awesome. Isn't that so cool? We could have like a summer house here. Wouldn't that be just, like, great? We could just come back whenever and just, like, spend time in our house. That's so awesome. Happy birthday, Victoria. Thank you, Brian. Does anyone else want to pull a card? Happy birthday. Here's a house. (laughs) (laughs) She's perfectly fine with that. It's it's a cottage. It's her cottage core dream. Um, So I'm going to take an hour before we go to bed, and I'm going to... Mm -hmm. Utilizing my 10 gold worth of herbs and substances, I'm going to see if I can recreate that uh, trippy fish potion. (laughs) Okay. And I'm also using, I'm also like reading through Kibble's alchemical guide, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, trying mm -hmm. to like follow steps, doing it very studiously as I am wont to do. 
Okay, I'll say this is a DC 16. 16, okay. 18. Okay, you kind of analyze what the components were of the first one, of like this goat's milk and this weird fish, um, and you kind of put them together, and you get the sense that you are on the right track, but you realize that this needs to steep for four days until it is potent enough. Okay, great. Uh, I felt like I should toast. Is that going to be weird if I toast this potion? Yeah, James is holding a beer right now, and he cheers. <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, fuck it. It takes it. <laughs> Ooh, that actually tastes pretty good. It's like a, it's like if Sour Patch Kids came out with like an actual fish flavor. Not like Swedish fish, like actual fish. So it's just like a sour fish. It's compared to what the fish tastes like when you licked the fish. Like, is it a similar kind of flavor? It's a different. Like... No, no, no. It's different. Yeah. It's like Cecil. As you say that, <laughs> oh god, you guys all see Cecil's eyes like roll back in his head. Oh my god. Um, and Cecil, your vision goes blank, and all of a sudden it clears, and you can see your dad, and you see him driving his truck and pulling up into the parking lot of second chance ministries and he puts his phone in his pocket puts the car in park um and he steps out and he's like, hey jim jim you can see him go over to another one of the uh congregation members it's on the sidewalk and he shakes his hand and he makes small talk and the two of them head inside as your eyes come back into focus give me an arcana check uh, that is a 18. Cecil, as you come back into focus, you realize you have discovered how to make a potion of scrying. <gasps> oh, that's awesome. Whoa. How many fingers am I holding up? And she like... Oh god, 17! <laughs> Are you okay? Uh, Yeah. I mean, other than the fact that I feel like I'm gonna have the runs later, I'm okay. What happened, can we get, can we get to, Cecil? What happened? <laughs> what? Oh, I saw my dad. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, but that felt like it was a current vision. I don't really know how to phrase it if vision's the right word. But well, what I saw day is the it other... there? Like, I didn't see a calendar. I did look at the sky, and I tried to use my Boy Scout knowledge to kind of ascertain what day of the month it was. Cecil, from what you can gather, it, it, it was the same... It was the same day. When you were seeing your dad, it was the same day as when you guys first got transported into... Yeah, unless like a week has passed and he's already done laundry, which... Wait a minute. He has Wait a minute. He never does. Brian turns and looks at Victoria and goes, so it has not been your birthday. <laughs> oh. Okay, but like, didn't... Okay, we... that. So, like, technically my birthday would be back home in a day, but we've been here for multiple days, so my birthday has technically happened. We're gonna be here longer, too, Brian. You don't know that. You don't know that. If if Cecil can see what's going on back home, maybe we can, like, get home. Oh, my God. Home. Show me. Let me see if it's the same day. Uh, so... Let me take a sip. Well, it's gone. hold your horses. He, he, he had to down hold the your entire horses. thing. What?! The whole thing? <laughs> yeah. It's... Andy, you're saying that like you... <laughs> I didn't know. 
What you're proposing is like, oh, I have a superior healing potion. I take oh, a sip no, of it. No, I get no, the no, full no, effects no. of this healing potion. Here, you all take this. I didn't know he had <laughs> no, a drink No, that's not how a potion thing. works. Yeah, I didn't know he had Yes, that's exactly how potions See? work. See, Danielle didn't know either. Yeah, yeah guys, I'm a dumbass. Guys, guys, like, look, I don't guys, know anything. Guys, no, guys, you're not. I'm, look, I've been an AP Kim long enough to know the potency of, uh, of a solution is determined by how... Anyway, so... The other batch that I have going, which I feel like I'm going to make more, that's honestly not that difficult of a potion to make. But it takes four days to create if you have the pro- if it's stuff. So we have to be here for like 12 more days for us all to see home. Unless we go get another fish. <gasps> what if we went back to the, the, what if we went back to like the drug guy? What? What drug guy are you talking about? Nothing, Brian. Jesus Chill out about Christ. it. Chill out about it. Are you it. doing drugs <laughs> no. while we're trying to get home? No, 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 no. Like he wasn't like like he wasn't a drug guy. It was just like it was the it was the BF just drugs. Called him the drug. No, guy. it was like the big fucking drugs place. We like went to that guy and he was like really chill. And it was just it was basically you just went like, to a big fucking drugs member. The we're BF trying to drugs get shit done here. Y'all were hugging like an hour ago. Can y'all just? <sighs> it's not. It hasn't even been her birthday. Is. She's. It, she's yes, and yes, even... we've been here for so long. We've been here for like what a week now. My birthday was that Saturday, and it's we have days are different here than they are home apparently. So sorry, I thought my birthday had already happened. No, Do you fine. want no, your gift fine. back, bro? No, that's not the point. That's not okay. what I'm trying to say. I just want to make sure that we are all on the same page here. Of like, I appreciate that it would take time to steep these potions, but frankly, if it's going to take four days for each of us to be able to take one of these potions and get home, I don't even want to focus on that because I want to be home now, and I'm I- sick of this, and I'm tired, and I want to see my family, and I want to see my little sister, and I don't understand why we're just sitting here talking about this shit when we have shit that we have to do, and now I find out you're going to some big fucking drugs place, and I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page because if I don't see my sister soon, I don't know what I'm going to do. I didn't know you had a sister. We'll get you home, Brian. Thank you. James gingerly puts his ale (laughs) 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 to Brian's lips. (laughs) Is there anything else y'all would like to do before you go to bed? No, I just want to go to bed. Brian wants to drink himself into a stupor. <laughs> okay, um, so Brian goes to bed. Before I before I go to bed, I'm going to turn into a dog again, curl up at the end of a bed, <laughs> turn around for a little bit, and then go to sleep. So I'll revert back to a human in a little bit. <laughs> okay, great. You guys all get a long rest, uh, and you wake up the next morning. Um, but as you wake up, it doesn't appear to be light outside. And you look out, and there is still a crimson moon. <gasps> oh, no. no. Wait, who didn't set their alarm? Did we sleep a whole day? No, that's not how moon phases work, Victoria. My what? internal body clock is solid. We slept. It's like 8 o'clock. You hear Cecil talking, you look at his bed, but then you look at the foot of his bed, and you <laughs> see Cecil curled up as a human at the, <laughs> the foot floor. of his bed. I, I try and stretch up and, like... Oh god, my back! (laughs) (laughs) Every bone in Cecil's back cracks. Oh, sorry, Cecil, also give me a constitution saving throw. Uh, five. (laughs) Cecil, uh, you got the runs. Oh Oh. my god. (laughs) Um, I cast Lesser Restoration on myself. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, roll roll me a d20. Two. 
We're good. Oh, We're good. Man. Ooh, boy. <laughs> so, you guys all have the day until eight o'clock or so when the show is happening. If anyone would like to do anything in town. Well, first off, if it still looks like nighttime outside, do I notice that people are still out and about? Like, are businesses open? Um, well, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to okay. say, if there's a business you want to go to, I'm going to have you roll a luck check. Oh, boy. Um, and see, the owner might just be too scared to open today because there are still some uh, some ghostly specters wandering the streets. Okay. Uh, because Ooh. it is still dark outside. Well... Are Liz and Liv open at least? Are they downstairs? I mean, you're in you're in the building, so like, yes. So she would go to them and ask how much it would be to pay for a chair. Okay. Um, yeah, it's like a silver piece. Amazing. I'd give them a silver and I'm going to go back to... <laughs> I'm going to go back to the fortune teller. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so yeah, you sneak through the street and you make your way to the merchant district um, and... Unfortunately, the tent is no longer there. Oh, damn it. She's still, she's going to walk to where the tent was, and she's going to set the chair down, and she's going to sit in the chair. I know magic exists, and I know things can turn invisible. Ha ha. Can we talk? I will pay you more money. Roll me a perception check. That's a seven total for a natural fun. Yikes. Yeah, uh, yeah you, there's no response. You're just <sighs> sitting in this chair in Dang the it. middle of the merchant district. Uh, she would go into the fabric store that Cecil went into and see if that person's, if anyone in that area is open. Uh, okay, fabric store, roll me a d20. Okay. <laughs> Five. Yeah, they're closed. <sighs> Dang it. Too spooky outside. Okay, I'm going to leave the chair and she's going to rip out a piece of paper and like write her name on it and just say, I'm sure you can find me. Fine. Can I roll to see if the jewelry Kenku person is open? Sure. Roll me a d20. Someone want to work? Six. Nobody wants. Spooky, spooky, yeah, spooky outside. Yeah, cool, cool, awesome. Great. <laughs> spooky outside. Birds don't like that crimson moon. <laughs> Hey, uh, Brian, you have all the money, right? I mean, yeah, I've got, yeah. You gonna go look for some magical stuff? James, you wanna come with? I'm a chronically early person, so I'll probably just head to the theater. Okay. Uh, I was just gonna be there. I, I like to be witness to the construction of all the lights being set up and all the tech that goes into it from yeah. the catwalk. You just, like, bring your bow in case any weird shit goes down. Yeah, I'll have all my gear with me. Um, do you want to go back to Wendy's, or do you want to see if there's, I like, I mean, a... I could, I would kill for a burger right now, you know? Oh, <laughs> no, like, a. actually, me too. Do you wonder, do you think they have burgers here? I mean, like, I feel like, I don't know why not. Yeah, we can check out the barnyard. If they don't have burgers, do you want to pitch them the idea of burgers and sell that for money? Be oh, like, my God. We bring you burgers. That's exactly what I want to do. Yeah? I, honestly... That is the most intelligent plan that I have ever heard come out of your mouth, and I'm, like, super in for it. Hold up my hand for a high five. Brian walks to the door and uh, opens it. <laughs> and we're going. <laughs> okay. Brian, roll me a d20. 14. Okay. Uh, yeah, you walk up, uh, and Rena 
the halfling woman that had greeted you guys on your first evening in Bummerfield uh, is tending to the bar in the barn in the bard yard and is kind of cleaning up stuff and looks up. Oh, hey, can I help you guys? We had a dream last night. Oh, really? And it, it yeah. really just inspired us and we wanted to share our ideas with you. Oh, please. Um, but Cecil's the idea man, so I'm going to let him take this one away. Yeah. Uh, well, we had an idea, like this this epiphany of yeah. how to present food. You've got your beef, right? Yeah. Yeah. Your beef. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Ground up your beef. Yeah. In a patty. In a mm. patty. Then you like oh. like a like, like, like a puck. Season it. Season it with mm-hmm. your favorite seasonings. I don't know what seasonings Rosemary. you guys have. Sure. A little bit of garlic. Like yeah, gar- like great. garlic powder. Oh, cool. Some yep. black pepper. Sounds good. If you have anything yep. like kind mm-hmm. of spicy, but not super spicy. Yeah, yeah. I'm yep. Get that in there and you mix that up. Yeah. Ground it into a patty. Mm-hmm. Slap that bad boy on the grill. Uh, ooh. Set it to 375. Cook yep. it for like a couple minutes till uh-huh. it's nice and red. That's not how a grill works, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. They have, I'm thinking of. Keep going, keep going. I'm following. I'm following. You wait until it's, you know, it's cooked through. Get two uh-huh. things of bread. Two slices of bread. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of, do you have any, like, ketchup? Choose your favorite condiment. You have cheese? If you mm. if you want to get fancy, you, you can you can fry up an egg. Put that on top of the patty have in you between ever, the pieces yeah. of bread. Fun. And have you guys ever sliced cheese, like, into, like, squares? Oh, ooh, no. Put that on the burger. Yeah. Because that's what you call it. You call it? A burger. A burger. Oh, a hamburger. We don't have those. Yeah, we got them. We got them in the back. But you just said you've never sliced cheese before. That's part of like a. I mean, yeah, we. It doesn't have to be sliced cheese. You can just put cheese on it. I mean, shredded it cheese. We didn't think of shredded cheese, Brian. Dang it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Wait, I'm not. Do you guys want a burger? Wait. First of all, yes. Second of all, hear me out. Fries. Potatoes. Yeah, like potatoes in a fryer. You guys have fryers? You have fry you have a fryer here? <laughs> I mean we have hot oil. Oh my god. Okay, yeah, yeah, Rena, you know what? I would I would absolutely kill for a burger and fries right now. But hear me out. Yeah, sure thing. Hear me out. Uh-huh. Milkshake. You take milk. Milk. Yeah, like frozen milk and for the different flavors and you put it with yeah, you mix it up. Yeah, great. You guys want one of those too? Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll just take yeah, that one of those would be fine. <laughs> Great. Uh, she whips you guys up to uh, burgers, uh, two orders of french fries, and two, two number shakes. ones, please. <laughs> and I you guys sit it. at the bar and eat this this lovely meal. It's very tasty. All right. So, so later at the theater. Whatever. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> so yeah, you guys all get to the theater that night. Uh, Walter, has, he's really spiffed up the place. Uh, it looks a lot better than it did. When you guys first came in, there's still like some char marks here and there, but it is wow. very, very well restored. Can Victoria case Andrew again and just like do a perception check? Sure. There's just something fishy about him. Ooh! 25. Yeah, as you see him like walking around with Walter, he's been checking stuff out. You've noticed he's been spending a lot of time making sure the lights are in order, making sure that stuff is in order on the catwalk and put together on the stage. He seems to have been very attentive to things that are backstage uh, and above the stage and making sure that like all the technical equipment is in order. Okay, fine. Seems to have been very diligent and he seems to have been fiddling a lot with the, the crystals and such. And from what Walter has told you, he's been uh, working a lot backstage as well. 
Do we have like a technician guy that we can have to like double check Andrew's work since he's a child and we're not sure if he's competent and or sabotaging shit? I mean, it's it's eight o'clock. Like it's showtime. We didn't even get here in time um, for tech. We're terrible people. I was here at tech <laughs> <laughs> from the catwalk. I was here. James has like gaff tape, like on on a belt. Um, Victoria is gonna put on a costume since she's being front of house. She's gonna get a clipboard and she's going to wear like this really nice, like perfectly tailored suit. Brian pulls down his bucket hat and also. Um, <laughs> um and also buttons his raincoat and then um he looks himself in the mirror and he goes yeah i wouldn't recognize me cecil do you have a particular disguise that you are wearing yeah i i go up there and i start i pull out what looks like a couple of eyelashes and like gum like really old gum and i'm rubbing that together and I stick it behind James's ear, and he turns invisible. Nice. <laughs> is he just a floating wad uh, of gum, or is the gum also invisible? The gum's invisible. It's used okay. up in the spell. The gum's invisible. And as I'm coming down the stairs, I turn myself into Harry Styles. <gasps> For God's sakes. Brian is kind of attracted to this person. But, like, has never seen this person before. Then you hear Cecil's dumbass voice here uh, speak through it. <laughs> she just, like, had a tonic until she hears your voice. And then she goes, oh, really great disguise. Thanks. And she just, she's just, like, just beat red. And she just has to walk <laughs> away. Yeah, so you guys are set up in your particular positions. Uh, ushers in the house. And, Victoria, you are you are in the front of house. And you... You're, you're sitting there as the crimson moon is coming in through the windows uh, and you start to see ghosts floating in through the doors uh, and th- like through the walls and you see the doors open and there seems to be like skeletons and various zombies that are coming in through the doors here for the show. Can, I don't know how, is this just like, I can't roll a perception check on every single thing that comes in. You can roll a general perception check. Okay. I would also like to do that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Everyone, roll me a perception check. I got a fifteen. Twenty. We, we. Oh, I also got a fifteen. Jackson got a fifteen. Look at us. Whoa. Fifteens wow. all around. Yeah, you are watching, and you get the feeling that like, if Freddy were here, he'd be pretty obvious to see coming in from this audience. Even if he disguised himself or had like illusory magic or something. From your perception check. Yeah. Uh, you don't really get the sense that any of these creatures are, like, out of place or anything. Okay. I do, like, the <laughs> Secret Service fingers on my ear, and I uh, I use message to talk to Brian. Okay, so far... Whoa, whoa, where are you? Okay, What's going it's on? Just, it's, it's Victoria, it's Victoria. You can <laughs> what only... Are you... Stop! What? I have to keep casting this every single time you respond. So, so far, nothing fre- fishy. Haha, <laughs> code word. Nothing fishy. If he's going to be here, there's a chance he might be under the stage. I'm going to pass this on to the other guys, too. And she does the same thing. Do you want someone to go check? Yeah, I think someone should. I find my way next to to Brian. I mean, like, um, I I recommend using the stairs, because if you jump into the orchestra pit, it's not (laughs) a great idea. Um, But, yeah, we we can go check under the stage. Okay. 
Can we do do the crystal lights that like are powered by the runes? Like, is there a potential? There's like a handhold version, so like a crystal flashlight. Yeah, we'll say we'll say you nice. got one from from Walter. Because I feel ushers ushers need a flashlight, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. You guys have these like little tiny crystals, and you guys walk down the steps, uh, and you see an array of instruments for fit for an entire orchestra, and you see Charlotte at the conductor's stand, and she, oh, are you good? Okay, sorry, I thought you thought it was that kid coming down again. Uh, What's up? What's sorry, that? so sorry, uh, a kid coming down uh, again was was uh, was Andrew down here? Yeah, he was he was coming down, checking all the instruments and that kind of thing. Why why were you jumped? Why was that jump? Why are you jumping? What's the why why jumping? Well, be just because I know that something might be happening tonight. You guys have told me that something creepy might be happening, so I'm just a little on edge. Also, you know, adrenaline nerves. I haven't performed in like ten years. You you are going to be phenomenal, Brian. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate that. Are we able to glean that it's actually Andrew? being like a helicopter stagehand or does she seem threatened at all or like roll me a perception check might this be insight yeah insight yeah sorry 20 oh you get the feeling that it's like it's like dealing with a stage manager that's like always going around and like okay are you ready are you in places are you in places what's going on what's going (laughs) on is everything is everything set it's like oh my gosh just I've done this before, please. I appreciate it, but calm down. Wow, I feel attacked. Okay, Brian, right I think that <laughs> I think that Charlotte's on the on, on, on the level here. Um, I feel like I kinda wanna go check in with Andrew though and see if he's seen anything. I think the show is starting soon though. I'm getting a message from Walter. So great, well then Andrew is gonna need um, this uh, flashlight. So we're just gonna go give him the flashlight real quick before the show starts. Victoria is closing the doors at this point. <laughs> Do you flip the light? <laughs> yeah. Five yeah. minutes? Yep. Five minutes? Yeah. She yeah, goes the over like the little the speaker thing. Five minutes till curtain. <laughs> um, yeah. You guys head backstage and you see Patty um, in the wings and he's kind of like hyping himself up and a, a little nervous. Um, but on this <gasps> side of the stage, you don't see Andrew anywhere. Can Victoria then go backstage as well and join them? Yeah, sure. She's going to go to Patty. She's going to grab him by the shoulders and go, hey, guess what? You're going to kill it. And she's going to give him inspiration. I love that. Yeah. Absolutely. Victoria, you can get three luck points Aww. for that. Uh, and Brian, for your lovely bit of roleplay earlier with yes. the, the deck of many things, uh, you can get three luck points as well. I'm going to need them. Yeah. You see, you see Patty kind of like visibly calm down a little bit. He goes, thanks, Victoria. I appreciate that. You bet. I'm also, a minute before he goes on, I'm going to give him guidance as well. Okay, roll me a d20. Actually, I'm not going to give him guidance. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Wise choice, my friend. Yeah, you like start to reach out your hand, and then you kind of break it away, and Patty's like, okay. Um, break an arm. Oh. Thanks? <laughs> I feel the pain all the way up here in the catwalk. Didn't hear it, but for some reason, I feel this tinge of pain. He kind of like walks backwards, just like really confused uh and turns and yeah you see he is wearing his Aww. uh his new costume that needle made and it fits him perfectly and it even like brings out like the kind of arcane light behind his eyes nice and he he turns back gives you guys a wink uh and heads out on stage uh and you hear your <laughs> from the audience oh, they're ghosts. uh as they're all kind of do it giving their various applause and uh sounds and such um and everybody give me a perception check. Oh boy. 17. 19. 
23. Uh, 11. Okay, yeah. With y'all's perception checks, James, you weren't you you aren't quite able to see this, um, but you guys notice that there appears to be a light that's flickering uh, above the stage. Uh, what quadrant of the stage is it over? Like a little close to like center stage. I message James immediately and I say, "Flickering light right above the stage about Patty." Roger that, Natasha. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> she like blushes and does like a little like happy dance. <laughs> We'll jump. Uh, yeah, James, you you head uh, around uh, and then you get up above the stage and you can see on the lighting grid, uh, you can see Andrew leaning over at a light and it's it's flickering in front of him uh, and he appears to be kind of working on it. Uh-uh. But you're invisible right now. <laughs> Damn, I can't message. Um, you can't message, yeah. Oh, crap. I, I'm going to wait until proven guilty so i'm just gonna wait and, and if he tries to do something because uh, i don't know if he is just <laughs> fixing it or during a show okay yeah you see as he as he goes to fiddle with it the it kind of like sparks in front of him Ow. um roll me a perception check whatever uh 11 uh yeah you see him kind of jump back from it and kind of shake his hand cursing under his lips a little uh, under his breath a little bit and you guys all can hear that patty has begun his performance now is he killing it um (laughs) yeah he's doing pretty good for the opening number i'll message walter walter is the flickering light part of this you hear walter come back what the hell no why is freaking stagehand no that shouldn't be flickering i signal the guys and, and start going up the ladder i'm gonna stay on the ground so okay. and i'm and i'm gonna prep i'm gonna get in like a stance to bolt out onto the stage and like tackle patty out of the <gasps> way yeah i run i run and i'm wearing good techie shoes so there's not sound when i'm running on yeah. the stage it's a quiet yeah. techie run. you guys get up there um and james is up there invisibly as well you guys see Andrew kind of leaning back from this light um, and seems to be making his way across the lighting grid uh, as he sees you guys. Oh, oh, hi. Hey, what, what it's, what, what's up? Did you fix the light? Is it still, is it still flickering? I, it's, I can't quite seem to get a hold of it. I, I'm, I'm not super magical. Oh, sure. What, what does it need? I, I don't know. I, I mean, do you want to come and give it a shot? I don't know if... Sure. Walter has, like, redone the grid yeah. to where now oh, it's, like, it's like walkways. Yeah. So it's kind of like, like crisscrossing walkways style. that you can hang lights from above. Oh, yeah. 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 Great. So I'll be... Okay, cool. Just uh, Wait, back up. As um, Victoria starts to, like, walk towards Andrew, I cast um, Zone of Truth. Okay, well, he needs to make a saving throw against Oh, boy. That. Oh, boy. What is the DC? Um, 13. He rolled a 15. So you do know that he succeeded, though. Uh, And also roll me a d20. 16. Cool. Yeah, you've cast this, um, and you can see this kind of, like, flicker of confusion go across Andrew's face as you do this. So are are you coming? Are you going to come and help? Here, just just you back up a little bit so I can make my way over there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I immediately grab some rope out of my bag and go over to the light okay. to make sure that it's secure. Yeah, roll me a... Uh... Is it an investigation? Yeah. That's a five. Yeah, you can't You can't quite tell what's wrong with this light. Okay, 
So she doesn't know if it's secure or not, but she's still gonna go over to it with the rope. I'm watching all this happen from down below. I'm, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. like stage right in the wings, mm-hmm. and I'm looking up at this. I try and signal Patty on stage. Uh, pa- Patty's full on in this performance right now. He's okay. Okay. He's an actor, man. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> Does it look like the light is in danger of falling? Roll me an investigation check. I just oh. That is a 19. Cecil, you're looking at this light that's flickering, and you kind of look at the other lights that are around it that are lit up, and you look really closely, and you see there are different runes on this light from the ones that are around it. (gasps) Are they purple? Are they purple? Are they purple? (laughs) Yeah, you see a purple rune on there. Okay, I'm going to, as I'm zoning in on this, I'm going to... kind of relax my shoulders a bit and I am going to start ballerina pirouetting on stage. Oh my god. Over to Patty. Yes. Brandon, I'm going to tell you this. If you do this, uh you are running a chance of ruining Patty's performance. <gasps> no, 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 don't do that. The ghosts have to move on. You get the sense, you get the sense that with all of these spirits that are gathered in these rooms and in this room and with what Patty is doing, that a ritual has been started. Oh. And if this ritual is broken, then this uh, then these spirits won't be put to rest. The show must go on. Uh, okay, I have something else I can do, though. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Do it. I mean, it's, it's probably not going to work. But as I see that, I look up towards the room, and I point, and I'm going to cast Dispel Magic at third level. <sighs> oh, brilliant, brilliant man. You cast this spell, roll me a d20. That's a natural 20 for the for the thing, uh, but that... Roll me a d100. 98. <laughs> no. You cast this spell as you feel, you feel this surge come out, and suddenly around you, two skeletons crawl out from the ground... Uh, and seem very, very upset with you. Guys, <laughs> not right now. And as you cast this, Victoria, you are fiddling with this yeah. light. And James and Brian from the other side of the stage, you can see Andrew kind of like looking at it and like kind of fiddling with his hands. And then this sort of wave goes over him. And you see his features start to fade away and morph. And you can see the gaunt, now pale face of Frederick with a manic look in his eye and scraggly hair and this torn, tattered cloak that he's wearing. And he looks down and he looks up and he says, well, I, 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 I guess the jig is up, but, 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 but the, the show must go on. And with that, what? class is dismissed. No! Well, there you go. Kill him. You should have just pierced him through the heart. No! All in a day. No! D. Holland.
Dragons is Andy Dinehart as Victoria Hightower, Danielle Grisco as Brian Tolkien, Brandon Lindsay as Cecil McNamara, Jackson Pounds as James Malden, and myself, Riley Wesson, as your DM. Thanks so much for listening to this session of D Hall and Dragons. It really means a lot that you took the time to listen to a small little podcast like ours. If you'd like to change that little and small status, feel free to leave us a five-star review and share us with a friend. Uh, We'd really love to get this podcast growing, but we still love making it for you regardless. Our theme music is Sonic Pogo by Vans in Japan. Other music can be found in the episode description, and our artwork is done by the one, the only, Carlina Alvarez. Absolute wizard with a tablet. I think that's what she draws on. I hope that's the case. Please go check out her stuff. A link will be found in the description as well. Until next time, school has started. I know, it's sad, it's a bummer, but look forward to the year. Being down and bummed about it isn't really going to help anything, so try and keep a positive outlook, you know? This just might be your year that something big and new happens. I hope that's the case. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next session. Yo, did uh, anyone just hear my stomach gurgle like crazy? Brandon, <laughs> what? I'm going to laugh when I'm editing later and if, if I end up hearing that. But yeah, you I, probably will. I really hope for my, for my ears that I don't.